baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. is a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. I see what you see. I see what you've been covering. I see what everybody's seeing. Asking myself what the hell is going on. And it looked like a third world country. These images, the drone images that were on the nightly news day in and day out. That's California Governor Gavin Newsom. He's strapped on his boots. And came out to the disaster site. Governors do that all the time. But we've never seen a governor do this. The disaster site was not caused by nature. It wasn't a flood or a hurricane. It was a man-caused disaster. Tens of thousands of discarded packages. So many along the rail lines. Tens of thousands of them. That's because an average of 90 cars now get hit a day in Los Angeles by gangs of thieves. Because the place is so lawless. Union Pacific, which runs that railway, has warned in a letter to the Liberal DA, George Gascon, that they may have to stop running boxcars, storage cars, containers through L.A. because of the crime problem. Folks, do you realize what's just happened here? This podcast that I do every Friday, the Insane Things podcast, documents things we haven't seen in our lifetimes or in world history. Things so insane, you can't believe they're happening. That they're noteworthy. Well, this is insane. Joe Biden and the Democrats are literally recreating the Wild West. We haven't seen train robberies like this. Not in our lifetimes. Listen, folks, it was so bad that the level of debris on the track caused 17 cars to run off the track when it hit it. It literally looks like, and is being described by CBS News Local as a landfill. It's today's first insane thing because it's such a great metaphor for the absolute Wild West style of life we would live in if they ever overturned the filibuster and got national control and could slam their easy on crime policies through at the national level. There'd be no escape, nowhere you could run to. It shows you how bad things are and how bad things can actually get. But I've never seen this before. Like I said, governors typically go to scene of, you know, natural disasters, floods, hurricanes, and they strap on their boots and they pick up junk. Gavin Newsom went to the crime scene to pick up junk. And while he was there, he apologized to the criminals who did it for referring to them as a gang. Here's California Governor Gavin Newsom with a jaw-dropping statement. As trains are being looted in Los Angeles, it's now getting the attention of the state. Governor Newsom visited a site today that is littered with packages to outline a plan for stopping this crime. The governor was there to lead a major cleanup effort at the Union Pacific Rail Yard. And you could definitely see all the boxes and containers. If a package didn't make it to your door, it might be there. For weeks, thieves have been raiding cargo containers on trains that stop there to unload. And now the state is stepping in. This is not one-off. 
This is organized theft. These are organized gangs of people that are coming out. And forgive me for saying gangs. I know that, that, that that's not a pejorative. They're organized groups of folks that move from site to site. When there's more attention, a bright light on one site, they move to the next site. A lot of these folks are arrested as if they're individuals that are not connected to the whole. And we need to change that. The governor says he's working with law enforcement and the newly formed retail task force to crack down on these crimes. Governor Newsom says so far more than 280 people have been arrested and more than $2 million in goods have been recovered. But those weren't even the most insane parts. Now, the insane part is the answers Democrats gave, including Newsom, when asked, what are you going to do about this? Jen Psaki, spokesperson for Biden, was asked that by Fox News. She said Biden wasn't going to get involved. He tends to leave criminal justice agencies on their own. What did Newsom say was the solution? Cracking down on criminals and forcing the laws? No, this gobbledygook. All I can say is uh, we need all of us to recognize our collective and individual responsibility to do more and start supporting one another to address these issues. But while Biden, via Saki, refused to ask for federal prosecution, that's what you'd really need if these gangs are moving from train to train, said he wasn't going to get involved, the Republicans did, asking for federal prosecution. Those were Republican members of Congress doing that. Well, the Democrats did not. Trust me, you won't see any federal prosecution here. Which leaves us with one insane question. How badly, in terms of the third world, and that's what Gavin Newsom called it, how badly will these areas be be allowed to degenerate as Democrats and liberals implement their utopia? That brings us to the second most insane thing. If there's one common feature of all left-wing authoritarian regimes, it's this. They make promises they simply can't keep. We'll take from the rich and give you a great lifestyle. Well, there's never enough money from the rich to do that. We'll fix this or that. Depolicing will lead to greater peace. On and on and on. None of these policies work. They haven't worked for 100 years, which inevitably leads to censorship, to hide the fallout, the broken promises. The horrifying results of economic policies that simply can't work and were doomed to fail on day one. Left-wing authoritarian regimes cannot exist without censorship because left-wing policies not only simply don't work, they cause misery. So the further the left goes into its agenda, the more necessary censorship becomes. Last week, Joe Biden demanded that media companies crack down on misinformation like clockwork they came for oann that's right direct tv which has is owned 70 percent by at&t drop kicked oann never mind that the outlet got most of the stories the major stories that the mainstream media botched correct starting with russia collusion which was never real you can still watch oann in other places But that gave them the most access to homes. Their ultimate goal, of course, is to wipe Newsmax and then Fox News right off your cable TV platform. The brooming of OANN was the first step toward that. And it was utterly and completely successful for the left. Not one single member of the Republican leadership said a word. That, believe me, was duly noted by the left. 
This was a major victory for them that will only embolden them. And remember, I first warned you about their ultimate plans a year ago. As we saw all these media outlets from the BBC to Los Angeles Times, New York Times, begin to get together in a cabal to combat misinformation at the point of publication. So that people who publish misinformation, be that their competitors like Breitbart or The Daily Caller or just me, if I want to publish what they wrote, we could be shut down literally at our computers. This is what they are planning. And they took a step toward that this week with absolutely no pushback whatsoever, not just from the Republican leadership, but from Republicans in Congress, period. Which leads us to insane thing number three, which is a perfect example of the kind of news the left will need to censor to keep the American people from open revolt. Literally during the same week, we watched an Islamic terrorist take a synagogue hostage. And the Biden administration was left unable to explain how he was allowed to fly into the country despite his extensive criminal record and record of jihadist support. Literally within days of that going down, we learned this to our horror. The Biden administration is allowing, as is the TSA, illegal immigrants to bypass TSA check lines that we're all forced to stand in as Americans, you know, the security theater. They can bypass the check lines if they have an arrest warrant or an order for removal and deportation. And why would they have to use that in lieu of a picture ID? Because they don't have one and we're not exactly sure who they are. We're putting them on planes anyway and flying them across the country at your expense to the destination of their choice. And whether or not they test positive for COVID. That leads us to insane thing number three and number four. Because in two days from the recording of this podcast, Joe Biden's Homeland Security vaccine mandate will go into effect at our ports. So while we're allowing illegal immigrants who we don't even know who they are uh, to fly with their arrest warrants, regardless of whether they have COVID, we will now begin to restrict truck drivers that want to cross the Mexican or the Canadian border from crossing unless they have a shot. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. That's a problem because about half of American truckers are not vaccinated and about 20 percent of Canadian truck drivers are not vaccinated. Well, a lot of our produce comes up from Mexico and Central America and a lot of it gets trucked over to Canada. Some of it stops here. So while we're putting covid ridden illegals on flights, we're blocking the truckers or the plan is to start doing that in about two days. Um, It's going to dramatically cut down supply line availability, particularly for vegetables and auto parts. In other words, in the middle of a supply chain crisis, 
the left, the Biden administration is planning to kneecap the supply chain even further over COVID, something they won't do to stop their voters, the illegal immigrants, from coming over the border. Insane thing number five this week is what I call the razor's edge. How insane it is that America hasn't been remade and destroyed by now. The country hangs literally by two votes, two votes we didn't expect to defend us from the anarchy the Democrats wanted to implement. Kirsten Sinema, a Democrat senator, and Joe Manchin, another Democrat senator, refusing to go along with two extremely destructive bills, one that would have federalized elections and stripped away barriers to voter fraud, and another, the filibuster, which would have allowed a whole cauldron worth of radical legislation to fly through the Senate. We dodged a bullet. It's as if God heard all the prayers of the people begging for their country and said, okay, I'll make a way. You have to understand that the so-called border crisis and the Voter Rights Act are the same thing. They're all part of pretty much the only project the Democrats have passion for right now, their voter drive, and they work hand in glove. The filibuster must be removed so we can get to the voter fraud that'll lead to massive illegal immigrant voting across the country and a one-party system. How's it work? But all of our stories are connected to this today. This is why they're letting them fly the illegals to the destination of their choice using only their arrest record. That, too, is part of a voter drive. It's not a border crisis. I wish Fox News would stop saying that. It's a lie. See, people have to understand with the Voter Rights Act, it wipes out at the state level almost all ID laws. At the same time, it auto-registers virtually anyone who comes in contact with the government to vote, regardless of whether it's legal for them to do so. It then makes it almost impossible to remove voters from the voter rolls, whether they're dead, whether they can't legally vote in federal elections. And it makes it almost impossible to check their status as a legal voter. Folks, we'd never have a fair election again. It would be fraught with voter fraud. How does that work? Republicans would be buried under the jail for voter fraud, but the Democrats know it will never be investigated by the FBI or the DOJ. All they've got to do is legalize it and create a system of such chaos that they can have illegals and the dead and ghost voters. Those are fake registrations. And anybody else they care uh, to put on the voter rolls on them. And guess who will know who those voters are and who can vote for them? The Democrats, because they'll be the ones putting them on the rolls. It's a perfect scheme. And we narrowly dodged it this week. Pray those coalitions hold through the midterms. That Kirsten Cinema and Manchin don't change their minds, but that a Romney or a Susan Collins don't flip their votes. You can bet the Democrats are working them hard. It'll be a miracle if this tenuous wall of opposition holds to the midterms. Keep praying. Which leads to insane thing number six. After three years of bold-faced lies by the media, the Clinton campaign, and the FBI, that Trump was in fact an illegitimate president, illegitimately elected with the help of the Russians, they turned on a dime when Trump criticized the 2020 election and referred to him and us as domestic terrorists and him as treasonous and a threat to democracy. That is, they say, that threat to democracy. What results when you question the outcome of an election? So it really tied the media into a pretzel when Joe Biden suggested that if the Democrats aren't allowed to legalize voter fraud and pull out all the stops that prevent it in terms of state laws, that our upcoming 2022 election will be illegitimate. I thought that would destroy democracy if you referred to it as illegitimate. 
But the media were cool with Joe Biden saying this. I'm not saying it's going to be legit. It's the increase in the prospect of being illegitimate is in direct proportion to us not being able to get these these reforms passed. They were also cool with the second with the I.I. that Representative James Clyburn, another Democrat, gave Biden. We heard what the president had to say about whether the elections uh, would be legitimate in 2022 if these voting rights bills are not passed. Do you agree with what he said in that press conference? Are you concerned that without these voting rights bills, the election results won't be legitimate? I'm absolutely concerned about that. Ironically, the parody site, Babylon B, which many days does a better job covering the news than actual news sites, nailed what this is all about. The story very plainly hits the nail on the head. Here's the headline. Democrats warn that Republicans plan to steal election by blocking Democrat efforts to steal election. Democrats have issued a dire warning to the American people, they write, that Republicans will steal the election in 2022 by blocking all Democrat efforts to steal the election. Quote, Republicans want to destroy our democracy by stealing the election, just like Hitler, said Nancy Pelosi in a speech supporting the Voting Rights Act. If Republicans are not stopped, they will block all our noble efforts to steal the election for ourselves because Republicans are racist and want to bring back Jim Crow. We cannot allow that. But that is literally their argument. They continue, Democrat strategists agree that their best hope in the midterms is to cheat as much as possible. They warned that if their cheating is stopped by Republicans, Republicans may win, which is the same thing as literal fascism. Boy, this is exactly what they're saying. It is deranged. They continue, when Democrats cheat, that's just democracy. As Martin Luther King intended, said Pelosi, when Republicans stop Democrats from cheating, that's an unfair attack on democracy itself. We will not rest until the will of felons, illegal immigrants, and dead people are heard and every vote is counted. Finally, on to insane thing number seven. Senator Charles Grassley, who's been attempting to investigate Hunter Biden for a long time, declared what has been obvious for a while, but he actually said it on national television. He's something of a rhino. He's not exactly a flamethrower. So coming from him, this is a big deal. He said that the Secret Service is actively covering up for Hunter Biden. He means Hunter Biden's crimes. Don't forget, the guy is under investigation for money laundering because of the bribes he's taken from our enemies by the FBI. Senator Grassley, do you allege that the Secret Service is covering for Joe Biden's son? At this point, you can't draw any other conclusions or it seems to me that they would fully come forth and give us all this information we need. And it's very suspicious when they don't do it. The Secret Service is covering for Hunter Biden. What does he mean by that? Oh, covering up his crimes. Folks, you got to understand what this means, okay? What it means is that the Secret Service has gone rogue. It's sort of like an independent nation state, only minimally tethered to Congress by funding. But it doesn't actually answer to Congress. We learned that this week because Grassley and Senator Ron Johnson had formally requested all of the Secret Service records on Hunter and Joe's travel. What records the Secret Service turned over, they redacted so heavily that they don't make any sense. Well, you can't do that when you give it to a senator. It's not like a regular citizen where you can redact. They have the security clearances to see this stuff and the absolute right to see it. They oversee the Secret Service after all. And three key years, the years in which he got the millions from the Russians, Hunter did, and the $1.5 billion deal from the Chinese, those weren't turned over at all. Finally, Insane thing number seven. 
My husband likes to say to me all the time, Occam's razor, Occam's razor. It's usually the simplest explanation. Well, the simplest explanation for everything that happened in foreign policy this week, including the outraged tweet by the president of Ukraine blasting Joe Biden for suggesting that a minor incursion by the Russians and their tanks and soldiers might be okay if they want to just kind of take over Ukraine. That'll be good. How do you explain all this? A gaffe? A faux pas? No. That's not the explanation that makes the most sense. The explanation that makes the most sense is the one I've been telling you on Battleground for a very long time. The Russians paid off Hunter. Hunter did not report the money to the IRS. He couldn't because he wasn't a registered foreign agent. We only know this because his baby mamas, who are seeking child support, got him via the federal courts to turn over his records, his tax records, so they could see how much money he had and how much he could pay them. Well, we know because the Treasury Department flagged it that he took the millions from Russia. And we know because we have his tax return that he didn't report it. We also know that the federal government, the FBI, has him under a money laundering investigation. That is precisely why. Because he laundered money that he took in bribes. And on his laptop, we also know that he said in these deals, the big guy typically gets 10 to 20 percent of the take. That'd be a crime by Hunter and a crime by Biden. And the Russians know damn well what they did. They own them completely. Now, let's get to the Occam's razor part. First, Joe Biden, in a stunner, says uh, in, in, you know, that he's you know, pretty much not inclined to do much if the Russians only do a minor invasion of Ukraine. That wasn't an accident. It's payola. And so I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable. If it invades, and it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, etc. Nobody misunderstood what Joe Biden meant. Least of all the Ukrainian president who wrote on Twitter, we want to remind the great powers that there are no minor incursions in small nations, just as there are no minor casualties and little grief from the loss of loved ones. If all these facts I just lined up for you, the payoff... Uh, the blackmail that Russia has on the Bidens because they know about their crimes. If I attributed all these to Trump and that was reality, the media would be going wild after this week. Talking about how basically Trump was owned and they wouldn't be wrong if Trump Jr. had acted as a bagman and taken this money. But there's one more thing that happened this week that was absolutely extraordinary and clinches the case that Russia owns Joe Biden, that he is wholly owned. As former president of one of the Hunter Biden companies, Tony Bobolinsky has said multiple times on national television, I had to resign. The Bidens were using the Chinese money running through the businesses as a piggy bank. What's the proof? It's fascinating. Joe Biden, you'll remember, stopped the Keystone Pipeline. He then turned around and green-lighted the Nord 2 that will ship natural gas into Germany. I can't tell you how important the Nord 2 is to Putin. He spent years defeating ISIS in both Syria and Iraq in order to be able to run the line through Iraq and then Syria and then arc it up into Europe. That's how desperate they are to do this. It's why Russia tried to subdue Afghanistan all those years ago. This is a 30 to 40 year goal for them. And yet every president has opposed it with sanctions from Bush to Obama to Trump. But Biden greenlighted it. And he greenlighted it as Putin was preparing to attack Ukraine. 
He could have used this to stop the attack. He could have held it over by uh, Putin's head, but he did not. That was sign number one. But look what else Biden did this week. He blocked an Israeli natural gas pipeline that would have gone to Europe to ensure that Putin doesn't have any competition. And why did he do that? The Biden administration said that they did it on the basis of their interest in renewable energy and fighting climate change. Well, that's a crock. He wouldn't have greenlighted the Nord 2 and stripped the sanctions or the threats of sanctions that we had laid out for years. So it's impossible that Joe Biden is worried about climate change and renewable energy with the Israeli line, but not with the Nord line. But yes, with the Keystone line. That's impossible. What did he do here? This is a president owned by Russia, protected by the Secret Service, him and his son, who is affecting a payoff to Russians that not only does he owe in terms of payola, but who have the dirt on him. That is exactly what this is. Now, remember the explanation for why Putin lifted the sanctions uh, to stop the Nord II. It was that they didn't want to make Germany mad. So no climate change concerns there whatsoever. Well, why are we worried about making Israel mad? In order to stop the pipeline, um, Joe Biden had to reverse Trump's policy with Israel. And what does that mean? That Donald Trump was hurting Russian energy interests in Europe by allowing the Israeli pipeline while blocking the Nord 2 that Biden is assisting energy dominance by Putin. It'll be political dominance, too. This is going to be uh, 50 years, honestly, the Russian century uh, in Europe. As long as they're using and needing natural gas, Putin will be the key political player in Europe. It will practically make him a superpower. Not maybe as big as we are at this time, but it will really dramatically tilt Russia towards superpower status. So he's even making sure that the Russians have no competition. Again, folks, Occam's razor. The simplest explanation here is they own him. And he is paying them off because at this point, he has no choice. Remember what the mayor of Moscow's spokesperson, her brother, told the UK Daily Mail about what they were actually buying from Hunter with those millions of dollars. He was very blunt about it. Access to America. Not a service or anything like that, access to America. It's right there for anyone who wants to see it. Our media does not. In fact, this is why social media went to such extremes to block any sharing of the tale of Hunter's laptop because it's all on there. And those are the most insane things that happened this week. If you enjoy this podcast, download the Odyssey app, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y, and subscribe. It'll automatically be delivered to you as soon as I upload it. And share it with friends and family. Thanks for listening. With Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. All star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.